Ahoy! I'm the comic book hunter, also known as Just Hunter. Hello there, I'm History of the Flash, but you can call me JD. And welcome to a hero story, episode 19, is it? Yes, 19 episodes. Okay, 19, yeah, just just making sure there. Uh, for those of you just joining us on a hero story, usually a regular episode, we would do news, comics, character of the week, so on and so forth, and that specific order but since this week this is our second episode of the week because the last one we actually interviewed joshua williamson right of the flash and justice league odyssey so i highly recommend going to the last episode check out our interview with a real dc comics writer and <laughs> bad being said since it's a kind of a second week episode this episode is just going to be focused just on the comics there wasn't a lot of news this week we talked about justice league odyssey with the writer joshua williamson last week so we're not going to talk about that one this week uh we'll just be talking about uh some of the comics that came out this week it's gonna be a very comic based episode so talking about the big guys like doomsday clock and heroes in crisis so on and so forth and that being said let's jump into it yeah so uh we'll start with the uh controversial uh heroes in crisis number one uh this series has been thought of as a identity crisis 2.0 in the sense that it's done for shock value and uh a lot of fans were a little skeptical about this series i think us included but i was still looking yeah. forward to it because i do like tom king as a writer um and heroes in crisis number one came out uh there were leaks the night before of who died did you look at them the night before or did you read them in the comic the day of um i read them in the comic the day of but i saw like a lot of people posting on like instagram and twitter pictures of wally and like a sad face yeah spoilers ahead yeah spoilers ahead all right so um heroes in crisis number one did not hold back um it was the main focus i would say is booster gold and harley quinn uh booster gold is in a diner He's eating. Harley Quinn comes in and they're like, oh, wow, she's a villain. You're a hero. You guys going to fight? And then uh, Harley's kind of sitting there eating pie. And she's like, you know, I always did hate pudding. Then just stabs Booster Gold. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Um, So she stabs Booster Gold and they're in a bit of a fight. And he's going to take her back to the Hall of Justice. Uh, Meanwhile, we're at the sanctuary. Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman are all in pursuit of the sanctuary. Uh, They're rushing there. Yeah, they're rushing. A bit of a massacre happened. Uh, the massacre, a bit. <laughs> a, a bit. Uh, pretty much everyone who was there got massacred, uh, except for Booster Gold and Harley Quinn. Uh, how stinks. they made it out, we're not sure yet. So um, the Booster Gold and Harley Quinn, they're like kind of out of order. Uh, it kind of jumps between the Trinity and Booster Gold and Harley Quinn. But uh, so the Trinity is making their way to the sanctuary. Superman's like very upset. Like you could tell he he's shocked. He, yeah, he rides first. I mean, I would think so. Faster than a speeding bullet. Yeah. Uh, and you could just, like, I think the art by Clay Mann was beautiful in this issue. Oh, it was, it was really well done because you could you, you could feel the emotion in he Superman's face. He draws such a good Superman. He draws, draws a good Trinity in general. He, he draws everything good. I mean, even the background, like, when they were just showing a hayfield and Superman's red, you know, stripe going across it, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked like something that you would see in, like, a museum. So Clay Mann art is... I think for me, the highlight of this issue. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. But we start seeing dead heroes on the ground. And um, Superman's like, who could do this? Like, how could this happen? Because this was supposed to be a place of sanctuary, not supposed to be a place where you go to get massacred. Yeah. And, uh, well, we start seeing the heroes that are dead. And at first, it's like just a few no names. Uh, and in between, like, every page, we're getting, like, an, 
they're not no names, but they are like they're known heroes. They're just not well, big heroes. Well, it's a lot of people who haven't been big in Rebirth. Let me put it that way. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And um, in between like each page, we're getting like a nine panel thing of each hero arriving at the sanctuary. So we get a page with like uh, Steel, or we'll get a page with Roy Harper, or we'll get a page with Booster, like describing like why they're there. Uh, it's funny. Roy Harper's page was about like why he's there, and he talks about addiction, and he, like his reason for being an addict was kind of different than I feel like it has been. Uh, basically, he was had a lot of pain. He would get prescriptions for it, and then you start to get hooked on prescriptions. And then, you know, when you can't afford the prescriptions anymore, you feel like they're killing your kidneys. Then you turn to a needle, and then the to needle. Save your <laughs> yeah, and it, he was like trying to, you know explain it. it it was interesting um but each hero is there for a reason like whether they're just not feeling themselves anymore they've had problems in the past so it was interesting to see why they're all there uh but they're all massacred on the ground so it, it was a little upsetting to see all these heroes just dead just issue you know and um then we see the big two heroes in my opinion that oh, were yeah. not a, maybe not a shock like roy harper was dead on the ground which isn't a shock but uh next to him when dead on the ground was wally west which uh took me a little bit by surprise because why is wally west dead on the ground i mean he wasn't even on the advertisement of one of these heroes will die i was feeling a little better that he was going to survive out of this so uh, that was a little upsetting and uh a little controversial uh wally west fanboys uh were really not happy with King and this issue in general, I'd say. Uh, and really not happy with Dan Didio because they felt that he played a heavy hand in this. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so lots of dead heroes on the ground. Superman was shook. Batman was not shook, but you could see he was kind of upset Bat- by the- Batman. Like, yeah, he wasn't shook. He wasn't like, oh my God. He was like just mentally taking it in. I would say Superman was the most shook, and then Wonder Woman was kind of just like, I'm no detective, but, like, how could this happen? So Yeah, I don't think the shock hit Wonder Woman yet. Batman, he was, he's very quiet in this issue. There's yeah. a lot of panels of, like, Superman and Wonder Woman just looking sad, looking all around, and Batman just has this cape over him, and he's just staring. Yeah, like, and I, I would think that, and I hope they explore this in issue, too, because um, Tim Drake was supposed to be there, so I'm surprised Batman's oh, not, like, where's... Uh, I'm surprised Batman hasn't been like, where's Tim? You know, I mean, that's his ex sidekick. So um, that's something that I'm hoping we explore in issue two. But um, what do you think of the heroes being dead right in the beginning? I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody saw that coming. No, no, not at all. What's your reaction? Positive, negative, neutral? I don't know. (laughs) Grant, I I obviously want them to live. I don't want them dead. But the way it was written and the, the art and everything, I thought was really well done. Mm-hmm. I hate that Wally's dead, but I feel like there's a way they'll come back. Because, like, you gotta think of it. The main character, one of the main characters who lived is Booster Gold, and he's a time traveler. Yeah, of course. So I feel like there is a way that, maybe not all of them, but some of them might come back, like Wally. Uh, Wallace, when Wally died in Titans, Wallace, Kid Flash, he brought him back to life. So maybe they could do something like that. And we don't really know how they died yet. But yeah, it was very well written the way they died. Uh, they did a there's a character named Hotspot, and during his uh, nine panel thing about how he got to the sanctuary, he says like I'm Hotspot, and I have a catchphrase: I'm just warming up. And he seemed like all proud of that. And how he says that during fights and stuff. And when Superman finds his body, he says uh, he says there was a thing this guy would say. I can't remember. 
And that, yeah. I thought that was really sad seeing like Superman forgot, but hotspot in a way. And there's also some hidden characters. Uh, I pointed one out uh, um, the other day that not a lot of people saw, but uh, when Superman first arrives at the sanctuary, he sees like Citizen Steel, Hotspot, Lagoon Boy, who was that character from Young Justice, who was pretty popular, did Mar- uh, Miss Martian in season two. Uh, but if you look a little bit to the left, you can see a body with a Green Lantern symbol on the chest. We yep. don't know who that is, though. You don't see anything but a bit of his chest. Uh, it's not Kyle, because the symbol well, is Well, Ky- as, mm. as far as we know. As far Kyle. as we Kyle's, know. Kyle's in the series, but it, yeah, it didn't look like Kyle's logo. It looked too big no. to be Kyle's logo. But that being said, I mean, art changes could be anything. So Yeah, it's not Hal, because Grant Morrison's working on Hal. It's not John, because... Uh, He's in the on the Justice League, and he will continue to be. Jessica's in space right now, so it's not her. So it's either it's not Guy Gardner because it's not a symbol. So it's probably Simon Bass, if anything, mm-hmm. unless the artist messed up. But it seems like or, Simon. Or unless Bass. it's not an Earth Lantern, maybe. I mean, I don't know why an Alien Lantern would be in the <laughs> sanctuary, but I mean, it's possible. Yeah, for sure. I like the writing. Uh, well, I hate and I like the writing when Superman finds Wally and Roy. Uh, if I knew they were coming back, I would love this. I think it's a very, it's probably the most powerful scene in the issue because you see Superman kind of open the door to the sanctuary slowly and you see like a silhouette of him, his reaction to seeing uh, Roy and Wally on the ground. And he says, uh, Roy, Roy and Arsenal and Flash are confirmed. Confirmed, yeah. Like he, no, he that, that the way that, it's yeah, written, yeah. he sounds terrified. Yeah. Or heartbroken. And- and, you know, him and Wally have the pre-52 connection, so I was glad that they were kind of exploring that a little bit, you know, uh, Clark being shook at yeah, Wally's death. Uh, Clark and Wally are kind of close in Rebirth. Definitely. Like they, they share um, something that no one else does. Definitely. Now, I'd probably say that just my biggest problem. Problem? Um, I don't love it, but it can happen. But, you know, just to have the hero death where it's just like, oh, they're all dead. We think they might come back, and I think that's just where death loses its meaning. And th- that's in comics in general, not just the oh, series, yeah. but like, you know, Wally's died multiple times in Rebirth. So when I see him dead, I'm like, my immediate thought is like, well, he'll be back in six months anyway, you know? So it- it's kind of disheartening. I don't know. I just, I don't like the way death is done in modern comics, you know? Granted, that's just our theories. Like, he could really stay dead. For all we know. True, true, of course. But there were advertisements for Heroes in Crisis in one of the DC Nation books explaining uh, the deaths that had happened to the Trinity and how they came back. And it was canon, too. These are like little files of canon. It showed like the death of Superman and it took him like six months or something for him to come back to life and stuff. So the comics know that Heroes can come back to life. We just uh, don't know why. And one of the alternative covers of Heroes in Crisis, like you said, was the death of Superman. They're going to have like uh, crisis level deaths or like big deaths in comics or uh, DC comics on the covers. So yeah, I I think they're playing to the death. Um, Overall, I don't know. I don't really want to like rate this issue only because like issue one just yet. I would say the pros, Superman's reactions, and the Clayman art. Uh, I would say the cons, I mean, just all the deaths with nothing just yet. I, I definitely think the first issue is shock value, and then from there forward, like, it gets us reading for issue number two, and then we'll get it explained in flashbacks. But for me right now, it's a con. It could be explained great in issue number two, and I'll take that right back. But for now, it's a con. And then... uh yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 very skeptical about the series just because of the start. Yeah, uh, like I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read all of it. 
I think it was like the art's amazing. Claremont's going to be doing the entire series. It's uh, nine issues, I believe, uh, yep. monthly. So which is going to suck? Yeah, and a long wait, especially since we just found these characters are dead. I believe not all of them will come back. I guarantee some will come back. I watch our Joshua Williams interview last week. I feel like Wally's coming back. He kind of said that there is a future for Wally. And he said Wally's story's not over, which is exactly what Iris said in Flash number 51. Ooh, yeah. Iris is going to be pissed that Wally's dead. She said, if anything happens to him, you'll be dealing with me. So uh, Superman versus Iris. Iris. <laughs> Who will we win? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I need to know who's powerful enough to take down all these heroes, like massacre them like that, right? Like, is it the Kryptonian bot? Is it like what what could take down you know a speedster an archer a green lantern you know right all these yeah yeah lagoon boy is like bulletproof so that's what people on reddit are talking about like who the hell took down wally if it's explained well i could live with it i mean obviously if you know me you know wally west's my favorite character so i i was very upset when this happened i made some quick judgments within my instagram captions but as i'm settling on this you know living with it a little bit more i'm like all right hopefully it's explained well because wally deserves better you know and yeah, we've been told yeah. so long like have patience have patience have patience josh literally was so telling us that last week <laughs> yes so, like you know i want to have patience i really have you know the entire new 52 you know he's back in rebirth but he's only back in titans which is a monthly series then he's in flash war which is like all right finally what we waited for but then now he's off to the sanctuary like ugh, it, it just me a little bit inside yeah yeah D- dc is not always treating my favorite character the best but if it leads to something better for him then i can live with it right and like maybe like we need to know how he died first off too uh if you look at wally's body he doesn't have any stab wounds or anything yeah, yeah that's, at that's why i'm curious how he's dead i don't know it, it could it, be like a gas be, or something his, his arms a little because it's not easy to kill a speedster, so... <laughs> not at all. His arm has blood on it. I'm looking at it right now. But, like, Arsenal, he's bleeding from the neck, so... Yeah. So, like, he, he died from a blade or bullet or something. But, like, even Hot... Uh, hotspot? Yeah, Hotspot. He has no blood on him at all. But, like, Lagoon Boy says and Steel do. So maybe I'm looking too much into it. It could be just an art thing, but... I feel like Gas was involved to beat uh, Wally, at least. Possibly. I just I just need to know who's powerful enough that they kill Wally West. They're not powerful enough to kill Harley Quinn. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. like I, I got escaped and Booster Gold escaped. Booster Gold, like he could fly. I I kinda understand like Harley could... Quinn has the power of uh DC Comics plot armor. Yeah. She's unpredictable according to DC. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Uh but yeah, so um I'm looking forward to issue number two, but it's mostly only because I need to be, you know, an, an explanation of what happened. So exactly, yeah. I'm not rating this issue. I won't rate it. Just <laughs> I need to. This is something that I need to read. This yeah, like, paperback will probably be amazing. Oh yeah, all nine issues in one. That would be awesome. It's like Doomsday Clock. Speaking yeah. of Doomsday <laughs> Clock, yeah, I guess that that's a good segue to Doomsday Clock. But yeah, go read Heroes in Crisis number one. If you're a Wally West fan, you might. But, you might. You might hate it. Just be hopeful for the future. Have a little patience, right? <laughs> oh, it's tough. Anyway, Doomsday Clock number seven came out this week. Uh, 
Doomsday Clock is amazing. It, it's, it's beautiful perfect. art. It's beautiful writing. It, the only thing that is the drawback with it is that it's bi-monthly because it's it hurts as a fan to follow a bi-monthly series. It's so hard to keep up. Bi-monthly means it comes out every other month, so it it's really long wait in between issues. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so but it's num- here. Number, n- number seven was pretty good. I mean, we finally got some Doctor Manhattan. Hell yeah! Uh, it's the best we start issue with. Yet. Yeah, and I feel like we've said that like every issue so far. So it just really, keeps like, getting better. But this this issue is speci- especially like a lot of people were like, "Oh, Doomsday Clock." The fact that it's bi monthly just makes it seem slower because the story itself is kind of going slow. This issue picks up so much. Definitely, like, definitely. Oh so uh, we start with Adrian and Johnny Thunder and Rorschach two and the Jupiter Girl, Saturn uh, Girl. Saturn girl. Different planet. Yeah, Jupiter. Uh, wrong planet. Anyway, um, so they're in uh, the Night Owl ship, and they're, like, looking at Alan Scott's Green Lantern. Uh, lantern. And Johnny Thunder keeps referring it as a genie in the bottle. Yeah. And uh, he's like, it'll help bring my friend back. And, my friend uh, Alan. Alan, yeah. Alan Scott. So Adrian uh, has, like, his little cat thing. Uh, basically, like sniff it, and that will lead him to Doctor Manhattan. So, um, like the cat kind of meows, and then that leads them to Doctor Manhattan. It's pretty cool how he does it, and, and they it makes sense. That, uh, yeah, they explained it. Why? Yeah, he cloned the thing from the original Watchmen, right? Or the, what was left of it? Because it disintegrated that, with Doctor Manhattan near the end when yeah. they're in like the Arctic. So yeah. some of Doctor Manhattan's DNA went into the new clone cat yeah thing. If, you, if you read the end of the issue like with the uh journal entries i don't know if you read it but they it was did like yeah his failures of trying to clone it so it wasn't like an immediate success so it was interesting mm-hmm. but uh he's using this to track down dr manhattan uh we're also getting the side story of comedian uh tied up in a chair with mime and marionette uh joker and batman somewhere in the background uh joker is very entertained by mime and marionette uh joker was written very well in this issue and may i just say gary frank draws like, one of the most amazing jokers i've oh, ever yeah. seen for sure for sure and literally every line of dialogue that joker had in this issue i just read with like the mark hamill voice in my head and it fits so perfectly yeah yeah like my marionette they start kissing at one point he's like oh get a room you two and it's yeah like, it's fun and, and when he, when he has like the flamethrower underneath his crotch and he's like is this a flamethrower you just happy to see me like it's just yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so funny like I, I love the way jeff johns writes the joker uh but anyway so batman's lurking in the shadows uh mom and marionette are kind of like torturing comedian. comedian they're like what they're like why uh why are you following us and comedian basically just says that manhattan needed uh needed the cat, the, cat the, the the one that uh adrian has but you two were just like basically like a side mission for him like kind of just something for fun yeah so comedian's kind of messed up but we already knew this you know if you read the original <laughs> watchman you know he's messed up um so they're like they use a drill and drill into his arm it's actually really like grotesque and gross uh and joker's like very entertained by all this batman appears out of the shadows and him and joker kind of tussle a little bit and then uh marionette joins too yeah so yeah yeah and then uh the night owl ship shows up and uh they're all there and then like adrian's trying to call dr manhattan and he's using the green lantern thing and all of a sudden like he's like has to hurt john in order to get his attention it seems like yeah so uh he kind of hurts john and finally gets his his attention and all of a sudden boom 
the big blue man is there, Dr. Manhattan in the flesh. And I was like, wow, uh, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this uh, is issue seven. I don't know why I didn't expect it. Yeah, I mean, I expected it. But at the same time, like, I was just like, wow, like my jaw still kind of dropped. I mean, anytime Dr. Manhattan shows up, it's like, wow, you know, <laughs> well, he's so, finally here. And I mean, like he's a, literally like a god. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's like, Adrian, you're wasting your time. Adrian wants him to repair their old world. And basically, Adrian's kind of admitting like he was wrong. He wasn't able to save it. So it's kind of interesting to see Adrian like this because Adrian's not somebody who would really admit that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, then John decides to take all of them minus Batman, Joker, and Johnny Thunder, and uh, Ju- Saturn. 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 <laughs> he basically just takes the people from the Watchmen from universe. From Watchmen universe, yeah. And then um, they, they go to like some, I don't know if they were on another planet or something, but like they go somewhere else. They go to like and- Africa or something? <laughs> they go to like a rainforest. In a way, and they just kind of float around. Yeah, and then uh, John basically tells them, like, their world is done. Like, there's no point of trying to save it. It's really, like, done. You know, he's done. He's in this world now. He's Mm -hmm. done. And uh, Adrian's like, come on, you need to to, uh, help us. And Rorschach's even stepping up for Adrian. And he's like, come on, this man has cancer. And then John's like, this man does not have cancer. <laughs> it was kind of like, funny. Uh, he just goes, cancer? And then there's a panel of him like, looking at Adrian and then looking back. He's like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're just like, uh, what? Yes, he does. And like even Rorschach's like, yes, he does. And he's like, no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. And then he realizes, go ask him. And Adrian admits he doesn't have cancer, that he used Rorschach too to you know, get John. So basically we find out that Adrian's just been playing everyone and that he needs John. And he'll do anything. He'll, you know, manipulate anyone to get there. So it's very interesting how he does it. And um, John kind of like disappears. He's like, you know, I'm I'm done with this conversation. And then uh, Adrian's obviously not done with this conversation because you know he wants to keep talking to John. He wants to convince him. And uh, Rorschach's pissed. Rorschach too is pissed by this. And then um, Adrian really decides to let Rorschach too have it because he's like, your parents, uh, you know, your dad was broken by Rorschach. All right, he was he was broken by him, and then he left your mom. Your mom left him, and they died alone, not together. They died alone. He like basically just destroys whatever Rorschach's life was built upon. Yeah, and it's just like damn. He's just Adrian. like he dresses Rorschach because he thought Rorschach was a good friend of your dad's. No, your dad's the reason why you your family split up. Yeah, exactly. Rorschach's the reason that you know your family split up and that your parents died alone. And it's just like wow. <laughs> so, like the way this whole series is written like it's like a drama and i love it i really do love yeah, it yeah i was like jesus uh, uh so, then they so, like immediately teleport yeah to they immediately teleport yep and uh there's riots going on but there's a it's still said in the, i thought this was, they went to the watchman universe at first but no they're still in the dc universe because there's signs saying like f batman <laughs> Which is uh, so probably Dick Grayson's line that sign <laughs> from Titans, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So there's things aren't great in the world right now because you know superheroes all over the world aren't trusted. The Superman theory, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, speaking of Superman, he appears at the end of this issue, which made me smile. But uh, not to fast forward to that too much. But Adrian is kind of at the sense like he needs to get John back, and he'll get John back, and he gets in the ship, and he. I'm pretty sure he punches uh, Saturn and 
Johnny Thunder when he gets back to the Night Owl ship, right? Yeah, because they teleport back to where Batman and Joker is, and then Adrian's just like, "Cam out." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's 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 like, "Yeah, peace out, dudes." And then Adrian like, just picks up the lantern, gets kicked in how the you, head by. How Rorschach. do you punch a hundred and five year old man? Yeah, but he did. Uh, yeah, gets <laughs> to his ship. Uh, and then meanwhile, they don't really. I don't know if anyone noticed that Adrian just got up and left. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When they got back, Joker starts laughing. Uh, so many things happen. Marionette starts fighting. Uh, they find first off, Doctor Manhattan says like, "Oh, Marionette, you're pregnant, by the way." Oh yeah, the with, mime, yeah, with your second child. With your second child, and they're just like, "What? What?" So then they get yeah. all happy, and they like take comedian away, and Batman and is like trying to fight Joker, and then Joker like tases Batman, and then Rorschach starts fighting Joker, and. Uh, there's this really cool scene where one panel shows Joker tasing Batman in the face, next panel shows Rorschach grabbing Joker in the face, and the next panel shows Joker wiping blood on Rorschach's face that makes like a smile. Yeah, um, that was creepy, but it was really cool. Yeah. And, yeah, so yeah. Th- th- this issue was really good, and then we get to the, perhaps and, the climax, right? Yeah. Because we get kind of flashbacks to the old Watchmen where he's like, I stepped off the checkered the checkered uh, floor and onto Mars. Yep. And so it's well. just like the old Watchmen where he's on Mars. Yep. And, he, and uh, he has the vision. Yep. And the vision is of Superman who looks completely angry. He's got the lasers in his eyes. He's he's a pissed off Superman. And uh, John has dialogue where he's like, because like, this is in the future. So he's like, do I do something to have to fight him? Right? Mm-hmm. He was like, I, I don't remember exactly what he says. But oh, I have the issue like, right here. Uh, okay. He says, one month in the, my future, I see Superman. He's yelling at me, though I'm de- I'm deafened by the thunder from the world falling apart around us. His eyes burn with anger as he throws his fist forward. Then I see nothing. A year, a century, a millennium, still nothing. I do not see tomorrow. And I wonder, one month from now, does Superman destroy me, or do I destroy everything? That was deep. <laughs> <laughs> and then no, you see no. the picture on the ground from the original Watchmen of when John first met his uh for his wife at the carnival. Yep. That's still so this was um this was incredibly deep. Uh, Doomsday Clock is a really great series, and I loved some. Jeff is like you could tell he's putting everything into the series. Yeah. Um, what is the series Endgame? I have no idea to be honest. I really don't know how this is gonna end at all. I don't. I really don't know. I could see it going so many different ways, and I kind of love that because I don't like when a series is predictable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, like, it's not predictable at all. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen next. Oh, one thing we forgot to add. So what's this lantern have to go do with it? Well, at the very beginning, you see Dr. Manhattan's dialogue of when Alan Scott became Green Lantern. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, basically, for those who don't know, he became Green Lantern because he was in a train crash and he reached out to grab something, grabbed the lantern and became Green Lantern, so it saved his life. Uh, Dr. Manhattan went back through time to that train crash, moved the lantern six inches to the right out of reach of Alan Scott, so Alan Scott missed the lantern when he tried to grab it and died in the crash. So, and because of this, the JSA never formed, never, you know, became the JSA. And... Yeah, this was this was really dark. Why would John kill Alan Scott? Like, what does the yep. JSA have to do with this? Uh, th- there's like so many mysteries in the story that I just can't figure out, and I am mm-hmm. so excited to read about. Me too. Uh, yeah, the dialogue's genius. It's like I moved the land, or it's like he became Green Lantern. Six months later, he sat around a, ra- a round table with a bunch of superheroes discussing a plan to save the world. 
Then he moved the lantern. A year later, he goes. Doctor Manning goes to the round table and it's just covered with dust. No one's there. Yeah. It's like, which is really oh cool, my so. god, <laughs> this is like, so good. Like, like literally, Doctor Manhattan moving something six inches to the right has such an impact on the entire DC universe. Mm-hmm. And if they, they use this to explain why the JSA has been gone, like. Holy crap, well, they, Jeff Johns, you're a genius. They like, literally just did explain why they're gone. I, I know, but I'm, but I'm saying, like, if they do this, like, when the JSA eventually comes back, because, you know, we've really been rumored that they're going to come back, uh, this is really genius, like, why they've been gone. So I really, like, you know, Jeff Johns, you're a genius. Like, <laughs> I, I, that's all I could say, really, because he, he's, if he had this plan back in 2016, and maybe he didn't have it all planned out, but, like, when he had the DC Rebirth number one, I really feel like he had a lot of this in mind already. So I really, you know, really, really impressed. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, he basically went like, oh, yeah, uh, the JSA was made from all these heroes being inspired by Alan Scott and Jay Garrick. So let's kill Alan Scott and throw Jay Garrick and the Speed Force. Done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. So, uh, but I'm loving the way it's going. And honestly this is dc's best series like you oh, can make yeah. the argument that there's some other great series but this is the best series by the time this the is only- done this will be considered the greatest comic of all time in my opinion uh, honestly it could be and i think this will go down as one of jeff john's if not jeff john's best work and i mean jeff john's is somebody who that you know you, you don't say that lightly like his best work because oh yeah he's worked on so many great series so dark side war <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah like you think about it like it sucks these delays suck but oh, they, imagine terrible. reading this when it's all out like five years from now imagine like 10 years from now you go to reread it in one big thick book and it's like you'll love it you'll get it to read you, it in you, one you know, sitting you know it's funny because uh i was talking to uh our group chat it's called the main bros hunter wasn't on all day but uh i was talking to them and i was like if i wasn't in the comic community like i would say like i, I wouldn't read doomsday clock in single issue at all i'd wait till it comes out in trade and then I'd read it all in one sitting because it, I can't even imagine reading this all at once. I feel like it would be so much better. Like, it's still great now, but, like, imagine reading it all at once. Like, no, yeah, not yeah, waiting, yeah. you know, the two months in between an issue. But, Gosh. like, I love comics. I I got to read them. I got to read. Like, I can't wait. I can't. Yeah, I, I, I love comics. I literally review them every week. So, yeah, we got a podcast to do. We can't just wait. <laughs> exactly you know you guys rely on us somewhat uh but yeah so i really rate this issue a 10 out of 10 this Me series too. is so great i just i really can't wait for the next one unfortunately the next issue won't be out till november 28th which is after thanksgiving which just makes me so sad yeah. american thanksgiving not stupid canadian thanksgiving canadian thanksgiving is gosh. next week <laughs> gosh hunter thanksgiving is not next week it's in november you no know, it's next anyway. week <laughs> anyway um 10 out of 10 definitely 10 recommend 10. Yeah, if you're not reading sure. Doomsday Clock, get on it. Uh, and honestly, I think I'm going to buy the trade after like all the single issues come out because it's just so great. I, I need mm-hmm. it. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, Doomsday Clock, that got me a little uh, little excited there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about but, Flash uh, next? Yeah, let's talk about Flash. Flash, Flash number 55. I uh, had a tie into Heroes in Crisis. But yeah. Uh, kind so, of. Uh, we're. We're we're in the Sage Force. Uh, this is so we explored the Strength Force, and now we're on to the Sage Force. Uh, we start with Heat Wave, which was interesting that they're going to be using him for the Sage Force. Uh, Heat Wave is kind of like you know a rogue. He's interesting. So, but I didn't see the Sage Force connecting to him because he not much is on his mind other than being a pyromaniac. You know. Yeah. Uh, but 
we have uh, Barry talking about Halloween, and actually he sees the Justice League Dark in the beginning, which was interesting, but I didn't really understand why they were there. Uh, they're fighting Solomon Grundy, who's like, ah, born on a Monday. And then uh, Barry's like, well, you got your book kicked on a Wednesday. I was like, eh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but the Justice League Dark appears, and I don't know, I think Swamp Thing had like one line, like, don't worry, Solomon Grundy, he's in pain, but he'll be back. Like, you didn't kill him. Like, cause Wonder Woman's like, did you just kill him? And I was like, all right, shut up, Wonder Woman. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so um, it, Barry talks about how he loved Halloween as a kid, but then his mother died, and he didn't want to dress up anymore. But then he started to love it as he, you know, met Iris. So, oh, he loves Iris. Anyway, oh. uh, they meet up at a, they meet up at a bar because Iris wants to meet Barry's work friends, and uh, Barry's running late as usual. Uh, and when he's running late. That, uh, Iris kind of like talking to Barry's friends a little bit. Uh, one of them is uh, Kirsten or Kristen, the uh, person who works with him in forensics, and then yeah. I think the other two are cops or detectives. Yeah, they're they're all like uh, Central City Police Department, but probably different divisions. But anyway, uh, so Barry eventually makes his way to the bar. Uh, they all had bets on like how late he was going to be, which was actually pretty funny. I like that, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Barry sees the bartender, and who other who else is the bartender other than brrr, Commander Cold? He's uh, <laughs> like, I need a job. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I need a job. I need something to do since you and West, uh, you know, ha- got me stranded here. And then he's like, but I gave you my apartment. You're living there rent free. And he's like, yeah, but the fridge is empty. So it makes <laughs> sense that Commander Cold would have to work. Uh, fair you know? enough. <laughs> yeah, I guess he needs uh, beer money. But anyway, so he's working as the bartender. And honestly, him working as the bartender is the most uh, Captain Cold thing I've ever seen. Like, literally every time I see Commander Cold, I'm like, he's just like Captain Cold now. <laughs> kind of, yeah. He's getting more like him. He reminds me of Captain Cold, I should say, from like Wally series in the 90s. Like when he was kind of not really a hero or a villain. He was an anti-hero. Yeah. So I, I actually like this direction with Commander Cold. But anyway... uh, so he's the bartender. They're at the bar, and uh, Barry decides to go to the bathroom because he sees like a flame on the door, which is like, what the? But then he's like, oh, it must be my mind playing tricks on me. And then all of a sudden, like the mirror kind of like does something, and he's like, is that you, Mirror Master? He's like, come on, come on out, I'll find you. And then, uh, then he sees like a zombie version of Wally West, and he's like, I'm pretty sure he says something along the lines of like, you let me die, or you sent me there to die. He says, like, yeah, you. why did you leave me? Why did you send me there? You left me to die. Which he's yeah. probably referring to the Sanctuary and Heroes in Crisis. For those who are just joining us now, while he's dead. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's kind of being like, why did you send me there? And I guess Barry doesn't know yet. Yeah. I mean, just you, like, think uh, let, well, you think somebody would let Barry know that his... Uh, that his literally nephew was dead and you know since he's the fast man alive i'm sure he could have gotten there a lot faster than batman super Superman, wonder woman but yeah, that's a story for a different day but anyway uh so barry's kind of shook by that uh not sure if that was mirror master or if that was the sage force playing tricks on barry's mind i'm gonna go with the sage force um yeah. but the sage force as we know from our interview with joshua williamson uh plug plug go listen to it uh but the sage force as we know kind of t- into Gorilla Grodd in the sense that, you know, like that that's kind of like the sense of the powers, you know, into the mind, which is actually kind of dope. So um, mm-hmm. messing with Barry's mind, why not? And, you know, showing him kind of his greatest fear, letting Wally down. I'm here for it. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, but anyway, they have to get to the... Uh, 
I don't know, I always forget the name of this prison. I, like, oh, the Iron Heights. Iron Heights. They have to, get, they have to get the Iron Heights, and uh, because something happened there with uh, Heat Wave, and Heat Wave was like lit on fire, and they're like, I don't know, they make like some stupid joke where they're like, oh, doesn't he like fire? And it's like not this much fire. So he's in the infirmary, but in his mind, he's like in a place where everything is already burnt. Everything is burnt to a crisp, and he's talking to like a living fire. And he's like, you know, this is the land of the pyromaniacs, basically. And I was like, whoa, like, this is everything, you know, uh, Heatway would ever want because, you know, he loves fire. And yeah. it's like a mental problem for him. Like, he needs something to be burning. I don't know. Heatwave has always been interesting to me. And I really liked how he was developed in Rogue War by Jeff Johns. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah for sure. But yeah, so he's like in his mind and uh then all of a sudden like a big fire is about to erupt in iron heights and barry saves one of the detectives and uh he's like he asks her like what's going on and then she's like how am i supposed to know you're the one with the costume and then he sees like the other uh two detectives that they're hanging out with at the bar and then they're like no they're dead but then he looks at their skeletons and he's like no this isn't right and it's like okay so barry's mind is playing tricks on him again like it was it was a little a tad confusing. I'm assuming it's going to be explained in the next issue what was going on there. I feel right? like it, you know, in Infinity War when Thanos uses the reality? Uh, yeah. Says, so let like me guess, you your home. Uh, <laughs> I kind of imagine <laughs> it, it working like that. Let me guess, your podcast? It was. And it, and was, it was beautiful. beautiful. Uh, but anyway, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of actually like this issue. Um, I don't know. Everyone knows I was skeptical of the Sage Force and the Strength Force going in, but I'm liking them more because I think they could be interesting. And yeah, I don't yeah. even want to say it's just because of our interview with Josh, but like I'm really, like it, it really, they're unique, you know, and they tie into Jay. Hey, you got you it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, I'm I'm interested. I'm definitely interested to see this like play out. And uh, there's gonna be, we already know this. I mean. You know, Josh said maybe, but there's going to be more forces. So, oh, yeah, um, for I'll, sure. I'll, I'll give Flash number fifty-five a solid eight out of ten. I'm I do too. For the next issue, I do. Yeah, I do too. Uh, so we'll just quickly go over our uh, last two comics of the week here, uh, just because we're on a little short on time. Busy college students, busy life. Uh, <laughs> Action Comics number one thousand three and Detective Comics number nine eighty nine. Uh, we'll start with Action Comics. Uh, Superman, uh, not really a Superman-y issue, a lot of Clark Kent. Uh, one of the girls from the uh, Daily Planet, I can't remember her name for some reason, but uh, the new black girl who works there, who we're not really trusting so far, but we're not really sure, but uh, she gives us more reason not to trust her. She goes to like kind of a villain bar and buys kryptonite to protect <laughs> herself, in a sense, which I was like, oh, okay, who needs kryptonite to defend themselves? But not Those the point. generals on. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been on Earth in forever. Yeah, exactly. But I was like, okay, uh, that's that's interesting. Is she making rivals with Superman? Uh, but she brings it into the Daily Planet, and all of a sudden, Clark's not feeling really good, Mister Stark. He's like, oh, he's <laughs> like, I got a headache. He's like, my my forehead's sweaty. He like falls back, and I'm like, okay. Um, I get that he has a reaction to kryptonite, but like, I always feel like kryptonite is written so inaccurately and like so spotty because like sometimes it's like, oh, if it's only near him, it's you know, like this is literally in a case in her purse. And she just walks in the office, so like, and I feel all like it's kind of an overreaction. Yeah. But I, don't know. I, I feel like it's just written consistently. I wish they would write it one way or the other. But anyway, so he's really feeling bad because of this, and then all of a sudden she's like, "I'll go get some help." And then she goes into the elevator, and then all of a sudden he's fine. So, but yeah, he was on the uh, ground for a while, and everyone noticed in the office. Like, 
Yeah, Perry, Dude, Perry White was like, you know, everybody give him some space. Get a paramedic. So yeah, Perry White Superman's just like, oh, I'm okay, Mr. Stark. I don't want to go. I'm sorry. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Well, you're like, saying he's like, okay, I'm fine. They're just like, loosen his collar, loosen his collar. He's like, no, 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 because no, probably a Superman suit's underneath. Yeah, yeah. They're like, take off his tie, take off his tie. I was like, all right. But then she goes to get help, and then uh, she's out in the streets. And she gets mugged in an alleyway. Who did she get mugged by? <laughs> Batman. Batman literally mugs her for her kryptonite. And it was, um, I don't know. I don't, I didn't like the way Bendis wrote Batman in this issue. Did it not feel weird to me? Or did it not feel weird to you? Like, it was kind of I, I kind of, right? it was very awkward, but I think he kind of meant it to be awkward because Batman is just mugging someone in like <laughs> broad daylight in, in not his city. And she's like, where'd you get this? And she's like, uh, it, it's like, I don't know, man. Uh, you can't just mug me. He's like, this is a weapon of mass, of mass destruction. She's like, well, technically, you could beat mass destruction. And Batman's like, that's true. I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, good point. It's mine now. I was like, okay. Batman's like a little like childhood bully here. But uh, yeah, so uh, he takes the kryptonite. Um, then she makes her way back to the bar where she bought it and she's like batman mugged me and she's like <laughs> and she's like how did batman know that i got this kryptonite you must have a leak because i didn't tell anybody and then she's like oh you're telling me i got a leaker i don't know why i gave her that kind of accent but uh, yeah she's like she's like you're telling me i got a leaker i don't have any leaks and then uh then the red cloud comes in and kind of like eats her and then uh superman comes in and then the black girl starts hugging superman she's like oh my god the red cloud almost got me <laughs> And she's all upset. And um, yeah, this was, I don't know. It was an interesting issue, but like there, there were things I liked about it. There were things I didn't like about it. Um, I'm going to give it like a seven out of 10 because the red cloud is mysterious. Interesting. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I give it like a seven out of ten. We also didn't really get any answers on the last issue with Lois Lane being back. Yeah. We, we saw her we for saw a Lois Lane again, like rapidly typing and uh lex luther like, came to over. yeah lex, lex luther shows up at the door but uh it was weird because superman or clark kent mentions to jimmy olsen like lois says hi so i guess it is lois i don't know uh, yeah, i need the explanation weird. of is it lois or not but yeah lex luther's there which is if this is going on at the, if this is going on at the same time as justice league right so like yeah i don't know i'm, I'm confused but um looking forward to the next issue all right uh just quickly now detective comics number 989 i don't know i i, I don't know how i felt about this writing i didn't it's really feel weird and that's the coming from me did. i loved the last issue and yeah, I, loved, I did not I love the last issue but the i felt like it was, was a lot great. of the same writing as last issue so i mean the art was great 988 yeah. the art was great in this issue i'll agree yeah. with that and i really like the coloring in this issue um so we basically leading up to Two-Face. That's, you know, pretty much the big reveal in the end. But uh, it starts out with Firefly and Lady Firefly. And Firefly's like, you know, I'm not even, I'm not an A-list Batman villain. I'm not a B-list Batman villain. Hell, I'm not even a C-list Batman villain, you know? So it's like, and then Lady Firefly's like, uh, okay, why are you admitting this? I want to get better. Every time I get caught. So it's like, all right, he's adapting to Batman. He's like, he's the greatest teacher I could ever have. I was like, okay, this is interesting and he kind of like allows himself to get tracked like uh batman meets up with jim gordon and then jim gordon's like giving him information that he already knows and then he's like jim gordon's being like why did you even bother coming here if you know all this and then uh batman's like like same thing he was doing last issue like no crime in my city is too small for me i'm here for all of it i have no parents and um <laughs> like he he's like he has a tracker on firefly so he's like i gotta go get him and he goes to firefly and firefly like knows he's being tracked so then he breaks in and kind of beats up 
Firefly and Lady Firefly. And then, but his dialogue uh, there was so weird. He's just it like, was. It was is this terrible. a joke? You're hiding out here? It's like, what? Yeah, what? in like a fire factory or whatever it was. And I was like, yeah. God, Batman like sounded terrible in this issue. Even when he was talking to Alfred. Even when he was talking to Jim. I was just like, oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It was terrible. Please bring Peter Tomasi Okay, as a modern Batman, he sounds pretty bad, but he kind of reminds me of the anime series Batman. A little bit. Yeah, I I could see that, but even then, I don't know. It just didn't work for me, the dialogue. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. But anyway, so then he's like, wait, two, two, two. He starts piecing it together, too. It's actually Two-Face. Shocker. Um, So he meets up with Two-Face in the end, and he's like, why did you need to do all these pawns? Like, why couldn't you just come to me? And then Two-Face is just, he calls him Harvey, and then Harvey's like, actually, it's Two-Face, and then shows his second face and uh, lame stuff. I don't know. I, I like Two-Face, but I was like, that was kind of a lame reveal. Yeah. I felt like it could have been done better, to be honest, to be honest. But I don't know. Maybe it's just me. i give it like a seven. I'm going to give it like a six. The dialogue was just very weak for me. I it didn't was like weird, it, but, but the but art was great. One, one of my favorite writers, Peter Tomasi, writer of Superman Rebirth, writer of Super Sons, writer of a lot of great things over the last modern comics, is going to be writing Detective, I think, like in four issues from now or three issues from now. So uh, I can't wait. He's also, great. Um, Detective is coming out twice monthly, but Action's coming out monthly. Does that mean Detective is going to pass Action like eventually? I'm pretty sure Detective might go to uh, twice monthly. Or monthly, I mean, after uh, 1, issue 1000, yeah. Okay. We'll see. Interesting. I was hoping like Superman would be bi-weekly because, but I get that Bendis has to write two series and that's not exactly easy. Plus all the Jinx yeah. World stuff he writes. So, but yeah, um, pretty good week of comics. Uh, we're really not good reviewing. Week, yeah. We're, we're we're not reviewing everything we read because well, uh, we're on a time you know restricting here. But we uh, already had an episode this week. This is our second episode this week. So yeah. So uh, thank you for listening to this episode. It's gonna be a little shorter than usual. Next week, we'll be back reviewing whatever comics come out. Uh, Batman, Justice League, Avengers, whatever else comes out. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for what? Oh, I have a joke. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of a Heroes in Crisis story. Oh, nice. Nice. (laughs) I like it. It was awful. No, don't like it. I'm ending the episode. Bye. (laughs)